Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Today, we have John Papaloni with us. John is the CEO at Papaloni Media. He is a coaching and marketing expert. He provides these services for entrepreneurs. He's also a real estate agent and the host of the John Papaloni Show and the Investors Outlook podcast. You have you wear lots and lots of hats. I love it. Welcome Thanks. to the show, John. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. So for our listeners, could you please fill in a bit more beyond that introduction I have uh, that I gave of you? Could you tell our listeners a bit more about yourself um, and exactly what you do? Well, absolutely. I mean, uh, like like you said, it's one of those things I have done media business as well as uh, my realtor's license. And it's one of those things I'm in the middle of a rebrand on the real estate side. Uh, we're becoming uh, the Investors Outlook Group and because uh, I'm building up a team. And it's uh, interesting times because as most people know, because I think this is all in North America is going through a radical change in the real estate market. Um, and, and I think that uh, I... Pr- think that the stats are going to be correct when when they say 40% of the industry is going to leave and oh, wow. that as well. Um, not all at once, obviously, but uh, as things get tough and rough, there's going to be a lot of people that didn't prepare and as a result are going to uh, look to other avenues to gain income. But mm-hmm. like everything, where there's uh, where there's challenges, there's also opportunities. Right. Like, will there be less sales in 2023? Absolutely. But less mm-hmm. sales doesn't mean no sales. Right. So, you know, I mean, it's a, again, up till now, for the last two years, there's been an average of 120,000 sales a year for mm-hmm. Ontario. And um, with the slowdown, it's probably come down to about 89 now. And mm-hmm. we're expecting it to slow down to about 63,000. Mm-hmm. So, the question, isn't whether or not there's business out there, it's whether or not the people will choose you. Right. And that's where it comes down to niche marketing. You know. So is is that how you've married the two together? The two sort of the marketing role and real estate? Yeah, absolutely. Like it's uh it's a combination because most of my clientele are other realtors and mortgage brokers. Okay. Right. So okay. like the whole concept, my whole concept here is uh podcasting and like I help people create content through podcasting. Like the idea mm-hmm. to record a podcast session like this one, and I would mm-hmm. take the video and splice it up to six to eight clips that can be shared amongst uh, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook. And uh, so the long form will be on YouTube and the uh, short mm-hmm. clips will be on uh, all the other social uh, platforms where you link it to your long form on YouTube. 
Yeah. So how, how did you end up in podcasting specifically? Um, that's interesting. I mean, it was one of those things I had an idea actually about three and a half years ago, but I was inconsistent with it. Like I did it I started off once a month and I wanted mm-hmm. to do it every two weeks. And I have the same challenges everybody else did, is how do you find guests? Um, what do you talk about? And the same nervousness everyone else did. Uh, yeah. the positive is I was never camera shy, yeah. not sure why, but just never bothered me. Mm-hmm. Um, with that being said, so I ended up uh, being on and off, took breaks. I, I took a hiatus for a bit. Then I got a coach in uh, for real estate. And once I got the coach, he got me back on uh, the, the podcast was one of our strategies. And uh, I've been consistent ever since. Started doing once a week and then uh, once a week became uh, one long form, many short forms. And then uh, I split the uh, podcast into two and uh, here we are today. So now I got two podcasts. One is entrepreneurship and marketing based. The other one is real estate based. Um, I spent the last two years in real estate where 70% of the business was agent to agent referral. Mm -hmm. And with that, well, sorry, three years, should I say not two years, but obviously with the change in uh, the market and the slowdown, yeah. A lot of agents are going to do what they said they won't do, which is prime example. One of my favorite referrals. I do not step one foot past Burlington, which is like a little city within her. And uh, next thing you know, I'm in your area. Uh, well, my area is about 30 minutes outside of Burlington. What happened to I don't go past Burlington? Well, yeah. things are poor, mortgages are due. All of a sudden they're doing the things they said they wouldn't do. Yeah. And being said, if you stick with the same business model, I'll be out of business quicker than I can uh, pour a cup of coffee. So that's where, <laughs> that's where, uh, you know, that's where pivoting comes in and we have to change and recognize, you know, mm-hmm. in the market and see what's coming up, see what the future trends are, see where things are going, what works now and what doesn't work anymore, because you know what, what works today won't work tomorrow. Like never get married to the platforms because platforms can come and go, but, right. but the uh, concept and, and the whole marketing strategies don't change. It's not the strategies don't change where they go and how you do them changes. Yeah. Well, it sounds like it's the consistency too, just being able to show up to do that. Cause you've picked two areas that you just beautifully laid out that are consistently inconsistent. And yes. so you do have to have this sort of muscle built up to be able to withstand those inconsistencies and decide to change. So is that something that you've had to work on? Uh, over the last few years, or is that part of your makeup? What does that look like for you? Well, I, I'm naturally stubborn and yeah. persistent, and I don't like to give up, even mm-hmm. sometimes maybe when I should. But yeah. uh, it's one of those things that part of the coaching helped, right? Because when you build, when you learn how to build a system and build a platform, and you follow that system and platform, mm-hmm. adjusting your system is a lot easier than creating the system and starting from scratch, right? So it's uh, one of those things that, yeah, like I say, my stubbornness makes me keep on going. And uh, so it's one of those things that I have no problem keep on going like like with, with that part of it. So that's easy for me. Um, again, every business has its ups and downs and challenges. And mm-hmm. I'm sure every entrepreneur that's been out there has told themselves at least three times a day that why am I doing this? Um, <laughs> you know, then it's also when you try that job and you're there for uh, two hours and go, hmm. I wonder how long I have to stay here to get my check. So I didn't show up for nothing because then I'm going to leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? right? You kind of know what works for you. It doesn't. I mean, it's self-realization and that's what, what it all comes down to. You have to know thyself and mm-hmm. it, it goes down to everybody wants to help everybody. But if you can't help yourself first, 
you're pretty much useless to anyone else. Oh, exactly. So what has come up for you that you realized about yourself the last few years as it's been as the everything does its things with up and with going up and down and up and down? Well, sometimes I'm too quick to react, but yeah. I would rather be too quick than too slow. Can you tell me more? What does that mean? Yeah. Prime example was rebranding. We'll take it. We'll, no, let me forget the rebrand. When I first got into the business, mm-hmm. wasn't even sure I had all the information. I printed our business cards. Knowing full well in three weeks, they're going to be garbage because the information is going to change, but I wanted to start. So sometimes taking that little extra time, just getting it done right the first time. Yeah. Might've, you know, saved money that way. But again, I'm more of an action taker. So I I think it's more important to act than it is to react. Right. Mm -hmm. But again, it it comes down to everybody's different and um, learning that self-awareness is what makes it. I push myself to the edge. Most mm-hmm. people try to resolve things way in advance. I yeah. almost wait till it's too late and then and then make my move. Yeah. <laughs> right? So I'm always on edge. I live on edge. And it's uh and that's that's what creates the uncomfortable feeling. Yeah. So living on the edge, how does that what is that like for you? Do you do you feel like that drives you? Or is this something that you're like, no, this is just something I'm aware of and I'm um you know, I'm learning from this. A little bit of both. It depends on how far we're in. A prime example, it's one of those things that, as an example, just say mortgage is due. I'll give you a stupid example. It's not, it's fictitious, but it's the same. Mortgage Mm -hmm. is due. It's kind of got, it should be planning in advance. Um, You need 30 days to get the mortgage approved one way or another. Yeah. I'll wait to uh, day 31 and try to do it in 24 hours (laughs) versus doing it three months in advance. Right. Right. So, and sometimes it's one of those things because you think of different options and you want to wait and Mm -hmm. try to decide what direction you want to go. Then you're choosing on the last minute. So it could be positive because sometimes you find that deal you're looking for or you find the outcome you're looking for, but sometimes you get put in a corner and then you feel like you're choking as a result of what you did. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a big swing there between the two, isn't there? Yeah, exactly. Now, sometimes what it is about is just finding something that's acceptable and living with that acceptable. Yeah. So it sounds like there's a lot of learning in in um, the decision or in the action for you, rather than trying to decide ahead and make it perfect. Was Is that true? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I, I kind of know where I want to go and what I want to do with it. Yeah. There's no second guessing. Yeah. So... What right now do you think has is a something that's come up that is a challenge that maybe wasn't something you could predict? Hmm. Um, well, this is the thing, right? Sometimes there's circum like things don't happen to you, but they can happen for you. Yeah. And what I mean is like prime example, look at the slowdown. I want to expand and grow a team. But with the slowdown, the income's kind of the important part. Right. So at what point in time is deciding whether you proceed anyways mm-hmm. and try to reduce the, you know, work on the reduction of income and try to increase mm-hmm. or do you hold back and continue doing the parts of it that you hate? Yeah. Which in essence, that part that hates you actually slows you down. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and, and it's, I believe it's all about finding the balance and I don't believe in balances and people think uh, nine to five uh, and then you go home and no, that's no such thing. Balance is different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Where I happy, where you like intent, where you like lie and still grow each day. 
that is your balance and that's for everybody and everyone is different on that way but i find myself to swing far left or far right and still looking for that balance and that being said it's one of those things that you want the growth and i'm driven for that growth but at the same time again it pushes me to edge so at what point in time do you kind of try to wheel back and balance it versus living on the edge all the time Right. So would balance, what does balance, um, what would it feel like for you? Do you imagine then? I have no idea because I always go to the edge. (laughs) (laughs) You and the edge are besties. (laughs) Yeah. Like it's one of those things. I'll give you an example, right? Like when I sold my business, my my first business in 2007, I believe it was, Mm -hmm. um, they tortured me and it wouldn't have been torture for anybody else, but it was torture Mm -hmm. for me. And prime example, I made the deal in May, Mm -hmm. but I had to hang on till October. And that from, for me holding on, like once I'm checked out, I'm checked out. Doesn't matter that you're paying me. Doesn't matter that you're paying me more. I've checked out. I don't want to come back. Right. Right. Like, and so that June, July, August, September, October, that five, six months, that was torture torture to go there every single day. Um, but I actually got double of what I asked for as a result. Oh, we would look so, at the d- double and say, I got double the income. And I was yeah. you know, sitting there, you know, feeling like I was tortured. So uh, like once I make a, a decision, I'm ready to move. I have yeah. no hesitation, no, no uh, backtracking, no regrets. Right. Yeah. But again, it's not always that easy. And that's why I have trouble balancing. Yeah. Right. Like, then, I, you know, how, 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 how many times do you want to spend your days doing what you hate? Right. Oh, zero days. But I, so many people do, but it sounds like yeah. you actively choose to not spend your days doing what you hate. I try not to. I mean, there's moments I do. Right. Again, yeah. that's the hesitation between going that next level and holding back. Can you tell me more about that? Well, look, a lot of things I don't want to do. Prime example. I have no intention of showing houses. I hate showing houses, yeah. um, which is the other reason why I want to work with investors because they very rarely look at them. Right. I have one investor in uh, that uh, order, you know, he buys two to three homes a year. And uh, if I were to ask him what his address was, were, he probably wouldn't know. So yeah. it's one of those things he doesn't look at. It. He looks at a few pictures and videos, signs the offer and that way he goes. And I could tell you a story about that. It's kind of funny. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so we had a he had a one of his properties he bought he was under a renovation. So he calls me up on a Wednesday and said, "Hey, how many people did we um, did we have go through the house last week or on the weekend?" Mm-hmm. And zero. Well, is it really? Is it too hot price? Do I? Well, you're not even on the market. He goes oh, really? He goes yeah, your kitchen's still on the floor and your appliances haven't arrived. Oh well, what did I sign on Friday? Uh, paperwork for the new house. Oh, which one did I buy? The one in Niagara. <laughs> oh, was it? Oh, was it the good one? Yeah. Did we get a good price? Yeah. Because okay, at least I understand why I sent a check now. <laughs> right. Like that's the kind of customer he he is. Right. Like, yeah. And it's one of those things that look how easy that is to do. It's just yeah. knowing what he wants. You can get things done pretty quickly. You know, you just got to do your due diligence to make sure that the price he's paying. Versus the rent he's going to collect collect makes sense because the number's got to be there. Yeah. But I mean, like it's after going through the number of homes I've been through, going around saying this is the counter. It's made out of granite. 
you have wood floors, marble tiling, you know, and it's just like, what, has a person never seen a kitchen before? You know, like, it, it just seems stupid and ridiculous to me. But at the same time, like, it's all the information I don't care about. Now you yeah. do it because sometimes you're going to have to do it. Mm-hmm. So the idea is how do you get out of there? You get a buyer's agent. Whereas the, what's the problem with the buyer's agent? You're losing half that commission. Right. So right away, it's, you got to, in a way, so it's sort of, you're reducing your income for a greater growth long-term, mm-hmm. but can you take that income reduction? Right. And as sort of the balance of finding what, what's right, what's not, what works, what doesn't. Right. It's like a dance. <laughs> It sounds yeah, like yeah. essentially. Yeah, exactly. So what is it that you love about what you do? Oh, well, uh, okay. Well, the mar- marketing part is easy. I mean, I love the yeah. podcast. I, I was grew up in the whole radio industry is where I wanted to be. That was my whole intent. Podcasting yeah. is sort of the non-music version of radio. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, um, and it's the opportunity to educate people and to, uh, you know, promote yourself without promoting. So that part I like, that's the easiest part. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of the real estate, I actually like the whole, I like the industry more than I like the business. Right. Right. Yeah. I like the opportunities it brings. You know what I mean? I, I like, I don't care for the product. I don't care about four walls. It's just four walls, drywalls, you know, slap a paint mm-hmm. and there you have your house. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Right. But the opportunities that it brings, right. The investment opportunities, the wealth uh, building opportunities. And uh, the fact that, uh, you know, there's something about saying I'm going home. Right. So, yeah. and, and then, then just the feelings people get when they get their keys, that smile, it's like the sun shines, even when it's raining. Oh, oh that's so true. I'm still, I, I keep seeing parallels between the two as you talk, because you talk about real estate where it's not about the four walls. It's about all this other stuff. And it's the same with, you know, with, with marketing. Yeah. absolutely. <laughs> and yeah. So again, it's not about the product. But what it gives the person, like the feeling and the opportunities it brings to the clientele. Right. So what is like a false belief around what you do that you would like to squash? Well, I'll start off with the marketing thing. My my favorite uh, comment that I've got, I'll spend a marketing when I make a million dollars. Yeah, well, you'll never get to that million. So just pack up and leave. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, like, like if you if no, we're in an era where people aren't going to look when I grew up 25% off this 50% off that buy, 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 sell, sell, sell message is mm-hmm. all you needed to do to get people to buy your product. Right. Didn't need information on the product. People didn't even necessarily need your product. They just need to think they need it. Right. And it's on sale. So who cares? Yeah. Um, we're in a different era. And people don't want to just buy it because they saw a coupon. Mm-hmm. A lot of people buy from people they know, like, and trust. Mm-hmm. And how do you get how do you get people to know, like, and trust you? Like, there's no way you can possibly meet. You know, you can't meet a hundred people a year, mm-hmm. you know, doing any work or any kind of brand building. It's mm-hmm. impossible. Or very, you know what I mean? So, and not meet them, get to know them, and have them trust you, at least, mm-hmm. right? So. How do you do it? You got to build a brand reputation. Mm-hmm. Build that brand reputation by seeing you on video and seeing you on video online. They tend to think and believe everything that they see to a point. Yeah. They kind of develop, sorry, not that they believe what you say. They, they tend to build up an image of who they think you are. Exactly. And at yeah. that 
message, they decide whether they're going to trust you. Mm -hmm. And the more video they see you, the more they form the opinion that you, and message that you're trying to deliver. Mm -hmm. So once you have that message, message delivered and they understand who you are, it's not even just about attracting people, but it's mm -hmm. also repelling, repelling the people who do not want to deal with you. So you're not wasting each other's time and being argumentative with each other because you do not get along. Right. Right. Like, look, I'm a realtor and I go around with t-shirts. You're not going to see me in a suit. Yeah. If you're looking for someone who's going to show you around in a suit and tie, that is not me. Mm -hmm. I don't do that. And I can recommend you to realtors that will do that, but that will not be me. Mm -hmm. Now, what is my strength? I understand NOI, which is uh, net operating income. Mm -hmm. And with the cap rate, I can tell you the value of the home. I can tell you the expected income versus expected expenses. I could mm -hmm. tell you what areas will deliver you the highest returns, which areas will give you the lowest returns. I could tell you where the best opportunities are for rentals, where you will have the least problems with renters, and where you will find problematic rentals. Mm -hmm. That is my specialty. That is what I know. I know areas I can anticipate which areas are going up and which ones are going down. Right. So from an investment perspective, those are important numbers. That is what I'm good at. What I'm not good at is adding the cherry and cheese on top to make things look hunky-dory and uh, wonderful, even when they're not. Right. To fake it, <laughs> essentially, yeah. to get a sale. Yeah, I'm not into this fake it till you make it thing. <laughs> Well, and isn't that the whole difference? Like what you described earlier about people want to work with those that they know, like, and trust really to actually establish that um, on a firm foundation, it means just being honest from the beginning and showing up exactly as you are. Um, you know, most people, we, we throw around the world, the word vulnerable, like it's, you know, a ball basically, but essentially it's true. We come back to that. It's, you have to show up and be vulnerable and just be yourself. And that's what everybody says. And they always talk about being authentic, yes. but it's authentic as long as I'm willing to decide what I'm going to tell you and not tell you. So I'm going to fake it till you make it. Cause I want you to have this image of me mm -hmm. that's going to be authentic. And that's usually the perception people try to portray. Yeah. Just completely not authentic. <laughs> <laughs> it's manipulative, essentially, which is exactly the opposite of being authentic. Exactly. Right. And, and I, don't get me wrong. There are people that are direct, uh, like yeah. we're talking about, but there's a good amount of people that are pretending to be. Yeah. So when you work with clients, and are you looking for that in them too, or trying to draw that out of them? And is that a challenge? Well, it's always a challenge because sometimes people think that withholding information gives them the upper hand. If they know, yeah. oh, if he knows that I have a million dollar budget and that's my absolute maximum, oh, then he's going to show me million dollar homes. Maybe I should tell him it's 700,000 and then uh, we can go up from there. No, because that changes the outcome completely. Right. And a, a lot of times people have, the, yeah. And then again, you can be missing information that's pertinent. You're going to be leaving your job in a month. Well, mm -hmm. you're not going to close because a mortgage company can withdraw their commitment even as much as the day before closing. 
Yeah. So they're basing the loan on you working. And if you're hiding the fact that you're going to have that issue, isn't going to help because they're going to see it on your credit report. They're going to see everything. Mm-hmm. So that's good to know because you can plan around that and make the necessary moves. Maybe the closing is in three weeks. So this way it will not be rele- revealed that you're in transition. Right. I'm not saying that's what she people should do. I'm going to quit in a month, go and buy a house and close in three weeks. But I'm saying sometimes there's workarounds to what you're doing because sometimes somebody's leaving one job to go to another. There's just mm-hmm. a month gap between when they start and finish. Yeah. A mortgage company will not accept that month gap. They will consider you unemployed and withdraw the loan. So that would suck so bad if you were in the middle of that. That's exactly my point. Yes. Yes. So that's my point. So information like that is important. Mm -hmm. Um, Whether you're, you know, whether you're willing to renovate something Mm -hmm. or move and ready, that's important. Mm -hmm. Right. Like it's. Well, and isn't this the case then too, when we're even going over to talking about marketing and whatnot, you don't want to sort of shape shift to make what you are doing, um, fit what some, what you think somebody else wants, because then you're going to enter into that and end up going, this sucks, just like losing your mortgage would suck. Right. Absolutely. And, and, and this is what it comes down to, right. You got to ultimately come down to what is the main objective and goal mm-hmm. when you're, when a person's marketing. What is their uh, like? A, what is their goal? Like when you ask somebody, you know, who are you marketing to? Mm-hmm. First thing they're going to say is everybody. Yeah, and we know that's the wrong answer. So you need to understand what their objective is. I mean, aside from make more money, everybody wants to make more money, and, and you can ask that no matter what you do. Why do you go to your work? Your, why do you go to your nine to five? Because you want to make more money so you can pay your bills. That. Mm-hmm. Take that out of the equation. <laughs> like you're choosing to be in a particular industry for something beyond that because you can do anything to make money, but you right. chose that industry or you chose that particular job. So yeah. you got to go down to why that job, why that industry, what do you want to get out of it besides that? And then that can dictate what uh, what you're doing. It can dictate what direction. If you're trying to market yourself to say to construction workers, but you actually want to serve as teachers, well, you're not going to send them a construction hat, like a postcard with a construction hat to the teacher. What mm-hmm. do they care about that? Right? Like, like things have to align. If you're trying to service people that are like 60 plus, uh, and maybe a TV ad will work, a radio ad will work. Mm-hmm. But if you're trying to cater to a 20 year old, they probably don't even know what cable is. No, absolutely not. (laughs) So knowing your audience becomes very important. And that's where you have to be honest with yourself and with the people you're working with, because otherwise they're going to work on creative and content that's going to talk to the wrong person. Yeah. Which just creates frustration and overwhelm and disappointment. Exactly. The exact opposite of what you're trying to do. (laughs) You got it. That's exactly it, right? Look, I started my uh, business. Like, I started my real estate. Well, all my businesses, actually. It doesn't matter. Going back from when I started till now, I had the same thing. Who do you want? Everybody. Um, where do you work? Everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. And the more you work for everything and everyone, the more you got nothing. Right. Right? Like, because if they don't, 
if people can't relate to you, they're not mm-hmm. going to want to use you. Exactly. Well, with that thought, John, what do you want now? Like, what do you want going forward in your business? Um, well, and in general, anyways. Well, at the end of the day, everybody wants something that they can build that they can consistently rely on through the use of systems. Like when you build systems, you follow your system, you can have almost predictability of what's going to happen next. So the matter of creating that system, you know, to match the lifestyle you want, which is ultimately my lifetime, my life goal is to be able to create investments and freedom. And that's my objective. And have some fun along the way. Exactly. I've got to learn that one. I don't know how to turn off. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to turn off or is it just it's boring to turn off? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like my biggest fear is being bored. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh yeah. Like I had a job. That was one of the reasons I left one of the jobs. We were talking about it, about it with a person, like I was talking to the director and said, what's your biggest problem? He goes mm-hmm. like, she goes, I noticed that he goes, she goes, you're incredibly fast, right? She goes, yeah. she could not believe how fast I can output content and how fast I can create uh, like graphics and stuff. Because you're incredibly fast. I mean, I was, we go to work Monday at 9 a.m. I was done the week's work by Monday at 12 noon. And um, so then I got bored. So what do Mm -hmm. I do? I'm on Facebook all day. Right. Well, that caused a problem because people walk by, see me on Facebook, then they're pissed off because they're doing the work and I'm on Facebook. Right. So they tried to create things to keep me occupied. So their new things, they gave me a bunch of new things. And I remember they were working on this massive project. It was six months in. They expected it to take six to eight more months. So they thought, okay, they'll keep me busy. Gave it to me. Um, for uh, That was the following month. Mon- on, they gave it to me on the Monday morning. There's your project. You have all week, maybe two weeks. No problem. Come on mm-hmm. Friday. Use me on Facebook again. Looks at it and says, you're on Facebook again. Yeah. Didn't we give you enough work? I go, no, I'm done that. And she looked at it and got pissed off. She goes, bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, don't stop lying, right? I grabbed the computer. I said, no, here, it's done. Look. She goes, you know what? The other person knows the project. I'm going to call her over. Because he says he's done. She goes, can't be done. That's impossible. They look look at each other and go, holy shit, he's done. Right? Like, they couldn't believe it. Right? Mm So um, she goes, well, what's the biggest problem here? And my answer is literally, I'm bored. I'm really, really bored. I go, I'm so bored that I'm bored of being bored. <laughs> right. But I knew at that point in time, I got to check out. I was done. Right. Well, yeah. If you're bored squared. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that, 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 so yeah. So boredom is a problem. I don't know how to be bored for too long. <laughs> well, it's sort of the definition of an entrepreneur because you can create your own work over and over and over again. And it sounds like that is, that's your sweet spot. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like it's one of those things that, yeah, here's my challenge, right? And this is what I've got to learn. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I got to learn to complete the project. Prime example, if we have an objective and mm-hmm. there's 10 steps, if I know I'm going to succeed and I'm going to get my way by step three, I don't want to finish it. I'm done. I don't need to finish it. I just need to know that I was right. Yeah. And, uh, and that's when I struggle to get to the end. It doesn't mean I don't, yeah. but uh yeah, you know, I, I lose the joy at that point. Ah, so you want to be able to keep the joy all the way through, right? It's, it's, for me, it's more about the process than the result. Right. Once I know I'm right, I don't really need to see it. Yeah, you just <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes sense. Which is what where the scaling, and that's where I got to learn. 
don't wait to scale till you get to step nine. If you're at step three and you've seen the end, start scaling then because then you can start the next challenge while someone else is continuing. Yeah, beautifully put. Well, John, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Um, it has pleasure. been a pleasure talking to you. Thank um, you. You shared a lot of great stuff. So I would love for people to be able to find you. Where would you like to direct them to? Absolutely. You can find me either on Instagram on my name, John Papaloni, J-O-H-N-P-A-P-A-L-O-N-I, or on my website at papalonimedia.com. Awesome. Right. Well, thanks again. We'll talk again soon. For sure. Pleasure. Bye. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark. Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.